0: Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. So I want to go back uh, a couple weeks to, to something that, Mark shared with us how, how the answer, God's answer, is, is a man, and that, that applied to us, both women and men. Jesus was the original answer to the situation that we all shared, uh, being. Separated from the one we need most, and the one who loves us and wants to live in relationship with us, and there's there's a little deeper understanding of that that I I think that we we need to grasp. Uh, the same man is still the answer. When, when there's a situation that's in front of us and, and we're, we're there, uh, we, we may be the man who is, is the answer or, or woman, but it is actually Christ in us who is the answer. And in uh, a quest... Toward fullness, that that we are on, you know, I'm, I'm trying to impart vision uh, for us to pursue fullness in in the church. And once again, fullness isn't something that we can achieve or reach on our own. It's it's done in a community. It's fullness of the church that, that we're looking for. Uh, it is only as Christ in us is, is elevated to the place where he is actually coming out of us rather than us coming out of us that yields the answer. I see some of you are getting this and some of you are not quite with me yet, so I've got to unpack this a little more. Because we, we naturally, we, we live our lives un, until we're born again and, and come to Christ with our, our soul being in charge. Uh, that's usually either the emotions being in charge or our intellect being in charge because we figure everything out we, we make the best plan and we do what we think is best and, and that, that is in the realm of the soul and, and we, we have to understand that my soul and, and your soul is not the answer Okay sometimes we we may have some some wisdom we, we may have some good things to contribute to a situation from the realm of our soul, but the answer is is not going to come from our mind, our will, our emotions the the answer is, if it's going to come forth from us, it's, it's going to come forth from a deeper place within us. The, the place of our spirit, which is where the spirit of God dwells for those who have been born again regenerated we we have the Holy Spirit living within us. And in our part of our quest toward maturity and fullness and being a person of of the Spirit is is to connect with with that deepest part of us. And and to let that part of us so uh, I, I think this is a vital thing for us to understand that uh, you and I in, in, in the realm of our mind, will and emotions we, we are not the answer we, we have the answer as people who are born of the spirit the answer is within us but we we have got to learn. You know, we when we were small children, we we learned how to walk, and and that didn't happen just in an hour or in a day. It, it happened over a period of time, and as as we learn to connect with the Spirit of God within us, there there's a learning curve there as well, and. That, that learning curve is figuring out how how to put our soul in its proper place, which is not the place of leading the show of our lives. It, it is designed our, our soul is is designed to be below our our spirit because it's a much better servant than it is a leader. If if we're led by our emotions, we, we get into all kinds of, you know, we're up and down and all around and uh, relationships are difficult and, and everything. If we're led by our mind, then we 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 tend to be kind of cold, intellectual, calculating Using kind of people because we, we calculate the benefit of, of everything what, what's in it for me what, what can I get out of it but when we can put the emotions and, and the intellect below the spirit because the, the spirit of God will often lead us in, into places that our mind never would and, and our emotions never would. But once we get there, there's, there's a place for them in, in being led by the Spirit and in letting the Spirit of God come out in, in some positive way. So I think that's my intro for today, because that's really what the Lord was stirring as, at the end of worship was was this this idea. Now, my my plan for today uh, was I I was committed at the beginning of this year to uh, teach through the feasts of the Lord and uh, allow us to gain some. Insight in, into how those feasts of the Lord speak prophetically uh, into the church and God's unfolding plan for for time, and we were able to do that uh, with the feast of Passover and unleavened bread and uh, first fruits back at the time that we actually celebrated Passover together. Uh, and then at the time of Pentecost, I, I was able to teach about Pentecost and what it, what it spoke forth uh, prophetically for, for the church. Well, we, we missed trumpets and the Day of Atonement and uh, tabernacles they they are chronologically passed for for this year but since i only have a few more sundays this year if i'm going to get through trumpets day of atonement and tabernacles we we better get down to business so that that was my plan for today and i what what the Lord was putting on my heart as as an intro, it's it, it fits with what we're going to talk about with the Feast of Tabernacles and and trumpets because uh, I, I have to give a little bit of review for for some who who weren't here and may not understand uh, how the feasts of the Lord speak prophetically to the church, so I, I want to give a little bit of uh, Passover and, and Pentecost before I get into trumpets and, and tabernacles. But the thing is, uh, the, the way that the church comes in into fullness, the, which, to which the Feast of Trumpets and Day of Atonement and Tabernacles speak is through what I've just been saying. Uh, The church getting to the place where we, individually and corporately, we we have laid down our self-life. We we have allowed our our self-life to enter into the death of Jesus on on the cross and we we have allowed our spirit life which is the life of Jesus to come forth. That that is, is what it's going to look like for the church to come into fullness. Uh, it's it 's the life of Jesus coming forth in you and me and us together and you You can imagine that when that happens in in a place it's it 's going to be like having a bunch of Jesuses running around and 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 that's gonna cause all kinds of trouble. It's, it's gonna be a mess for the forces of darkness because they 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 will not be able to their gates will not be able to hold anything out. And and the works of darkness are, are just they're gonna be broken just like they were by Jesus and you know we're we as as part of the vineyard we we embrace the the current work of the holy spirit and and healing uh physical healing inner healing wholeness and and all all of that we and and we've been entering into more and more of that and and we we host the healing rooms of of the city right here and, and we've been seeing God do more and more. But in, in all of this, we're, we're still like toddlers compared to where this is going. And that, that gives me hope and, and excitement. Because if, if what we're seeing now is, is just that much when When we see wholeness it's 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 going to blow people away and 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 people who who are not born again yet that they are going to begin to look at the church very differently it's It's going to be like the book of Acts where the people who were outside the church they they had a holy respect for the church. When, when they saw what happened with Ananias and Sapphira, when, when they saw people being healed regularly, uh, this, this is when uh, Peter's shadow was, people were getting healed just, just because they were in Peter's shadow. Uh, when that kind of stuff happens, people take notice and and they know this this is more than just the Lions Club or the whatever under a new different name this <laughs> This is not just some social club this these people are connected with heaven, and you know we we have to be. Honest and and realistic, I think, about where we are as as the church, because we're we're not there yet. And you know, as as I look at the feasts again, uh, and and I will give just a, a brief overview of Passover and, and Pentecost. You know, Passover we we remember when when that was initiated it was when the people of Israel were were about to be released from Egypt by Pharaoh and the Lord had brought all these plagues and and finally the last one was was going to be the the death of the firstborn in in every household except the ones that that took a lamb and and made essentially the sign of a cross on on their doorposts and and they they obeyed what what the lord said in in this feast of of passover they they were entering into the protection of of the blood of of this lamb and and we know what happened i, I mean pharaoh lost his firstborn son and along with the rest of Egypt and they said you guys get out of here and we also know that Jesus so that was the, the fulfillment of Passover in Israel and we also know that many times when Israel would fall away as a nation and a king would read the law again and find out how bad things were and what was going to happen if they didn't come back to the Lord. And the king would call a solemn assembly, and most of the time they would celebrate Passover because they hadn't done it for years. And so that was Passover in the nation of Israel, but it was speaking forth to to something different, something greater That was going to happen in the future and we know that Jesus was that something greater Uh, he's described by Paul in in 1st Corinthians as our Passover lamb And, and if we study carefully what happened the week that Jesus was crucified we understand that While the Passover lambs were were being killed by the priests, Jesus was on the cross at the same time. Our Passover lamb was being killed and being sacrificed for us at the same time the actual physical lambs were for the children of Israel at, at that time. And Jesus was that ultimate once and for all fulfillment and completion of the feast of Passover. And you know, I I just I learned something this this last week that when Jesus was on the cross and and he he said it is finished or it is complete or it is completed if you look in into the greek what he said about himself and what had just been done was the same thing the priests were saying before they killed the lambs, because they had to examine the lamb and, and look at to make sure that there was no physical defect in the lamb. And after they had done that, the priest would hold it up and say, it is perfect, and then they could use it. That's what Jesus said about himself. Same word it is perfect and and that was that was the end. There, there was no longer any need for any more sacrifice and and that feast it it pointed forward also to salvation for us, the people of God we when we enter into Passover as people living after Jesus' perfect sacrifice, the way that we enter into Passover is by receiving the protection and the perfection of Jesus' blood and sacrifice for ourselves. We, we receive it. And that leads us to being born again, born of the Spirit. And there's, I mean, there's so much more in the Feast of Passover and unleavened bread and first fruits, uh, but that's, that's the key part of it. That's, it points to salvation along with some other things because Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrected ones and the same time the priests were waving the sheaf of the first fruit Jesus was resurrected because that's who he was and that's what the feast was pointing to so the next feast 50 days later We know that Jesus was with, after his resurrection, he was with his disciples for 40 days, and then they were in Jerusalem in the upper room together, waiting until the day of Pentecost had fully come. And Pentecost for Israel in the Old Testament was when they were at the bottom of Mount Sinai and the Lord gave Moses the law on Mount Sinai. That was Pentecost for the nation of Israel. For the church, Pentecost was fulfilled and is celebrated when we, the people of God, who have been through Passover, are filled Baptized with the Holy Spirit, which is what happened in Acts chapter two, when a sound like a mighty rushing wind came into the place where they were. And I can't wait to hear that sound again because it's it's coming again. Because there's more of the Holy Spirit even than than what we have experienced yet. There's, there's a baptism with the Holy Spirit and fire. And not many of us have experienced the baptism with fire. But that's for another day. <laughs> so the fulfillment of Passover or Pentecost rather, the the early reign of of the fulfillment of that feast was acts chapter 2 and and Peter in his great message in acts chapter 2 identified what was happening with Joel chapter 2 the pouring out of the spirit but and and we we, we actually have been in the the last days from acts chapter 2 up to now and, and while the early rains have taken place, and, and that is part of the celebration of the Feast of Pentecost, it's the celebration of the early harvest. And the early harvest in Acts chapter 2 was, was the 3,000 that responded to Peter's message on, on that first day when the Holy Spirit was poured out. There, there is a later rain that's coming that, that is going to be greater than the early rain of Acts chapter 2. And, and I, I believe we're, we're going to see this stuff in our day. I, I believe we have the opportunity to be that generation. If if we will continue to say yes to the Lord and and continue to follow him and seek him and enter into agreement agreement and alignment with him and allow him to continue to do that work in our hearts he he won't have to look for another generation So so we we need vision for where God's taking us. And, and, and that brings us to the Feast of Trumpets, Day of Atonement, and, and Tabernacles. Because this three-part feast, Passover, remember, was a three-part feast. Pentecost was, was a singular feast. This seventh-month feast... in in the sacred calendar of Israel pointed to fullness pointed to the end of the year harvest and, and that's where the church has not been yet now as the people of God this 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 has been the case for, for two thousand years, okay. As as the people of God, we we can stop at Passover, and unfortunately, many do. We we can we can stop and be content with salvation. but that is not God's plan. And and many stop there because they don't want anything to do with what happens at Pentecost, with the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, because we when we enter into that, we we cannot have control anymore. I mean that that's the that's the picture of Acts chapter 2. Those guys were Filled with the Spirit, they, for the very first time, they... I, I think, you know, most, most of us, we, we've experienced the touch of God to, to an extent where our emotions are a little bit on overload. And we, we know what that's like. Well, I think for those guys, it was probably that times about ten... and you know there people talk about being drunk in in the spirit and and being filled with so much of the holy spirit that you you no longer have full physical control of of your body it to me that kind of had to be going on in acts chapter 2 because other people, observers, outside people, they, they don't accuse someone of being drunk just because they're speaking another language. I mean, think about it. You've been in an airport. You, you, you hear people speaking in a language you have no idea what they're saying, what they're doing. You, you don't think, well, they must be drunk. There, there was more going on, and anyway, that's that's for another day too. But we we don't want to stop at Passover because there's more in, in Pentecost. But and, and, and there there are a lot, there are denominations that are called Pentecostal, and uh, you know a, a lot of churches want to stop there. Because, I mean, it's great to be filled with the Spirit and have the power of God flowing through you to heal people and touch people with His presence and all those great things. But but we can't stop there. That I think, you know, most of us understand that in, in the early church, they had the idea that Jesus was coming back imminently. He... I mean, they, most of them thought they were going to be alive still when Jesus came back. And Jesus kind of mysteriously alluded to that one time uh, about their generation and his return. But there, there's there got to be a generation come forth at, at some point in in time that will go beyond... Pentecost, and 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 look to trumpets and tabernacles, and and say, God, we're going all the way, because that's that's what it's going to take for Jesus to return, because. He's, he's coming for a bride who will be his counterpart. That means he's, he's coming for a bride who is going to be like him. And, and, and that means that in 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 the church and, and and not just one church but the church that there are lots of people who are living in in such a way that they understand what I began the message with today that they are not the answer but the one inside them who needs to come out of them is the answer and and they they have placed soul and and body in in that place of being secondary and and they they have chosen to allow the spirit of god to take its place of ascendancy in, in their being such that they are living that way. And uh, there, there's a passage in, in 2 Corinthians 4 that, that speaks of this. <clears throat> and I know I'm not really going to get into trumpets today, But we will get there. 2 Corinthians 4, starting in verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show our our bodies, these jars of clay, to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. And here's the the key part. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of of jesus may also be revealed in our body for we who are alive are always being given over to death for jesus sake so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body we need to meditate on those last two verses second corinthians 4:10 and 11 cuz th- this is this really is the key this this is what it looks like for us to enter into the cross with our own lives and and see, this, this is the key to, to being the counterpart of Jesus as, as his bride. As, as he voluntarily entered into the cross for us, his bride will voluntarily enter into the cross for him. That is a counterpart. That's, that is the bride for which Jesus is returning. Here, here is, is a little question to think about. And I, I don't want to rock your idea of salvation too much with this, but think about this. if if you have not entered into jesus' death, will you be able to enter into his resurrection? let me ask you that again if if you have not entered into Jesus death that the, that the New Testament says we have in in the Spirit. But I'm talking about reality here, okay. If if you've not entered into the death of Jesus Christ, will will you be able to enter into his resurrection? Can someone who is not dead be resurrected? That's what I'm saying. What did Jesus say about our lives? If, if you lay down your life, you will find it. But if you hold on to your life, what did he say you You would lose it, like i said i I don't want to redefine our idea of salvation, but i I gotta listen to what Jesus said, and I'd rather put my faith and my hope in what Jesus said than in Doctrines that have been passed down to us for hundreds of years. Anyway, (laughs) think about that. So back to verses ten and eleven from Second Corinthians four. This is what Paul is saying. <clears throat> He's and, and you should put it in context reading the whole chapter. But he says, We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be revealed. In our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that His life may be revealed in our mortal body. There Paul is is speaking of a death that we have to enter into daily. Jesus talked about carrying our cross daily. This this is what he was talking about. It's, It's daily dying to the life of self that the life of another, Jesus Christ, can come forth. And I wish I was there so I could tell you how to get there completely. But it's, it's becoming helpful to me to understand what, what needs to happen. So that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm beginning to like this cheap little phrase that I used to really not like very much. Uh, what would Jesus do? Because, I mean, that's, that's really it. Okay, Jesus. I'm stepping back here. <laughs> what would you do? So, so you, you do <laughs> what you would do. Through me and and show me what that looks like so you know a lot of us we we spend a lot of time building our own little kingdoms and and, and that very much falls outside of Second Corinthians four, ten, and eleven. It's those verses and fullness relate to us becoming aligned with the greater purposes of God in, in our generation. Not not just our, our own life, but and not just even our church or, or even our city but our our generation. God what what are you doing on on the earth now? And and what what's my little tiny bit part in in this right now cuz that's that's all we got is is right now <laughs> what's what's past we can't do anything with what's in the future is is only potential it's it's right now and and that is how we enter into verses 10 and 11 carrying around the death of Jesus because our old man died with Jesus spiritually now now we have to enter into that in in reality and So we carry around his death so we can keep pushing the self-life, the old man, (laughs) back into that casket. (laughs) So that the life of another may be revealed in our mortal bodies. And... And that, going back to the beginning of the message, that is the answer. Wherever you and I are, whatever is in front of us, you're not the answer, I'm not the answer. Christ in us is the answer. And Christ coming out of us is the the reality of the answer coming forth because as long as he just stays hidden buried in our spirit under who knows what all else he he is only a potential answer and and the world needs the real answer. So, I—I uh, I guess um, <laughs> I, I would file this under <laughs> more vision casting for 2015. Uh, but there there are an awful lot of prophetic voices speaking that that we're going to see more of this in 2014 than we ever have so will will you say yes <laughs> to the lord with me <laughs> lord we say yes to you Lord help us to keep our old man in the casket and and to let you let Jesus Christ come forth in us as he is the answer Amen Mm. (laughs) You ready to go be the answer? The answer is in you. Unless you're not born again, then come and see me and become one who has the answer. And I think next week I'll I'll be able to unpack the, the seventh month feasts at least part of them. Uh, It'll be okay if we don't finish that until January, won't it? (laughs) You'll give me a little grace for not having finished in 2014. Okay. Well, be blessed.